1: And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection.
2: Hey, everyone, I'm Stephen Hayden, And I'm Jordan Runtog. Join us as we unveil our new music podcast, Rivals. It's a look back at famous music rivalries of the past. Every week, Jordan and I will explore a new rivalry, delving into all the dirty details about our beloved musical icons who just can't seem to get along with their fellow legends. And then we'll debate each other about who deserves
3: to have the upper hand
2: in these classic conflicts. You'll remember the biggest beast from music history and hopefully become aware of some you didn't know. Join us on Rivals, a new podcast from iHeartRadio debuting on February 26th. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: Hey, this is Annie, and you're listening to Stuff Mom Never Told You. And I am joined once again by my good friend, Samantha. It's me. Hey, thank you so much for being here. And I'm so glad you're here for this one yeah. because you have a lot more expertise in this topic than I do. Years
0: and years of it.
1: <laughs> which is dating. And we're going to be talking about specifically kind of
0: dating. What What's it like these days? These days. To be fair, that you've had more experience in the dating-ish world than I have. But I have more experience in the different avenues of dating. Oh, okay. No, okay. Yeah. So
1: we've got two, two perspectives two to bring different to this. Two
0: perspectives.
1: Yes. Um, so <laughs> I guess one of the, the things that, one of the ways people meet these days is online.
0: Online. Yes. And I have never dated online. And that's almost the only way I've ever dated. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think I'm intimidating. Can't you tell
1: by my mere voice? I'm intimidating. (laughs) Um, Yes, I'm very scared right now. (laughs) A recent MTV survey of 3,000 single people found a large percentage reported feeling extremely confused about dating. So
0: much confusion.
1: (laughs) A 2006 study out of the U.S. found that of the people that were actively looking for a relationship, 49% had only been on one date over the previous three months. So it's tough out there, it seems like.
0: So I'm maybe like the next 10% who hasn't been on a date in a year. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh that's not true. That was six months ago, I guess. That's eh, closer, right? Yeah. I'm a success.
1: I, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so. So let's look at some stats. As far as online dating, as of 2016, 15% of Americans have used online dating, either websites or mobile. About 30 million unique visitors a month check out dating sites. Also, I did not realize there were subscription services like Netflix for dating. Um, I I don't know what I thought. I guess I thought everything was free.
0: (laughs) Oh, you don't know, like, Match.com and eHarmony who reels you in with a trial, and they're like, oh, but you can't actually talk to this person.
4: Oh, unless
0: you yeah, unless you actually subscribe for nine ninety nine a, a week. No, a more week. Than that. I I don't think it's that much, but it, it tries to get you with a big deal like six months of this is cheaper than the three months versus the one month. Oh, the World Wide Web. They're sneaky ass people.
1: <laughs> I I mean I'm naive for thinking that I I would have also, access. to Also, can we this. revisit
0: the word unique? What unique. does that mean? Like the whole unique. Visitors.
1: It means that it's not the same person refreshing the page over oh. and over, or checking it over oh, okay. and over. I don't
0: know if it was like, yeah, see we, that I know. We we like to have specific types of people. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Keep
1: going. <laughs> Everyone's unique in their Everyone own way. Everyone is
0: special in their own way. Hmm.
1: Nearly half of the public knows someone who has met their partner or spouse through online dating. Uh, and it is a
0: $3 billion industry. Well, think about all the advertisements as well that people make money through. Like, all of the free sites have some type of advertisement behind it that you see and or links or something along those lines. Yeah, it's true. Sponsorships.
1: Sponsorships. Mm. <laughs> yes, we have been sponsored Ha-ha. by more than one. Mash.com went up from around 3.4 million subscribers in 2014 to over 7 million in 2018. Tender reports getting $1.6 billion swipes per day, resulting in 1.5 million dates a week. (laughs) Another less-than-scientific study found that of the respondents, millennials were 125% more likely to be addicted to dating. Men were 97% more likely than women to report that, and 54% of women reported feeling burnt
0: out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand that. You know, there are all kinds of very specific dating sites, like FarmersOnly.com. Hinge, which sets you up with friends of friends, supposedly. <laughs> and then Bumble, women are the focus, and they message first, then they have the control. There's things like Black Planet, which actually is like specifically to uh, African Americans or black the black community. Um, Ashley Madison, we are know about what that is, along with the lines of the sugardaddy.com. You know, and sometimes inappropriately used LinkedIn, we've heard. I had never known about that, but I'm not surprised. I mean... You and I already talked about the whole, way back when, sliding into the DMs. That's oh, a new form. Oh, well, no. not a new,
1: new form, but a form of trying to hook up with someone. I did not know that. Samantha had to educate me of many mistakes I had made that I thought were completely innocent. I didn't realize there was this connotation right.
0: to it. you were like, like, it's a song. <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, messaged me. I was like, he slid into your DMs. You're like, what? What? I'm like, here, let me play the rap song for you. Yep, that's how it went down. That was another one of our cheese nights. It was a beautiful, beautiful
1: night. Yeah. Oh, I learned a lot that night. So much. Multiple stories of men setting up accounts as women to see what it's like and getting multiple messages within minutes that exist. And like, usually the men shut down the accounts pretty quickly because they get overwhelmed. Right.
0: Welcome, men. Yeah.
1: Mm. At the same time, 23% of Americans in one survey agreed with the statement, quote, people who use online dating sites are desperate, which I find interesting. However, in 2013, one-third of all marriages
0: in the U.S. started online. Well, you got to think about the whole, like, sites are desperate thing. There's that cliche of we'll pretend like we didn't meet online. Yeah. As well as the fact that people have hesitations because they don't understand why. Maybe, I don't know what it is for you that you hesitate. Maybe you've already got too much on your plate, which I know you do, <laughs> A, as well as people like my friend uh, Brendan. I'm just going to put him out here. He would never touch it because he was like, I'd rather be alone than put in that much effort. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and you yeah. know what? It is a lot of
1: effort. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about some of that. Oh, yeah. I found several articles that described online dating fatigue and an apathy around dating, the random, often tedious, and possibly dangerous nature wearing folks down. And, yeah, reading about it, to me, it kind of sounded like a tense, exhausting homework assignment. It is really exhausting. Yeah, it really Um, sounds like it.
0: People who have done online dating for more than a few months understand how exhausting it is to not only filter out the crazies, When I say crazy, inappropriate people who say inappropriate things to you at inappropriate times, which is usually a never-good time, you know. which also we'll talk about a little later, like dick pics, Mm -hmm. which is absurd in itself, and unsolicited. And then you have all the—I love all the new Instagram and Twitter accounts that pretty much put people on blast for the ridiculous responses, but that's part of the whole, oh, my gosh, why? Yeah,
1: yeah. And when you condense courting or dating into a swipe— a lot does get lost. Um, it's that hot or not thing. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah, for people who don't know, I'm going to assume most people do. But if you don't, like if you use a dating app, um, <laughs> you swipe left or right to say no, no or yes. Right.
0: And there used to be a site, which was kind of like a game way back yeah. when called Hot or Not. And it wasn't necessarily for dating. It was just for judging people. Mark Zuckerberg. Um, And so this,
1: like, swiping is supposed to save time in a society where time is very scarce, but ultimately, most of the time, it doesn't save you any any time. It makes the first step easy, but some people report spending 10 to 15 hours a week online dating for maybe one date, maybe wow. no date. Wow,
0: okay, yeah, that's, that's a lot more than I do. Maybe I just don't have the patience I'm, or the drive. Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: One problem, sometimes people you aren't attracted to at first sight grow attractive to you as you get to know them. Efficiency is at odds with effectiveness. From Franny Steinledge at The Atlantic, quote, there's a whole new currency, and the currency is people, and if you lose one person one day, that's fine. You have 500 others at your disposal.
0: And, you know, this is not based on research. It's just based on, like, my friend group as well as people that I know that have gone online dating. It feels like that men... A little more choosier about looks uh-huh. and physical appearance than women. Like women will actually base a denial on, oh, he wrote these and these things. Never mind. Yeah. Like I know for me, I don't necessarily have a specific type. But if you catch me with a good intro and that I laugh, I'm, I'm more likely going to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. I've seen from other men they're like, yeah, she's not cute, and automatically, yeah, again. This is not based on research. This is just what like, I've seen anecdotal. and witnessed. Yeah, which is kind of like, okay, that's odd. Mm-hmm. Or is it not odd? I guess it's kind of that whole superficial thing that we go back and forth, men versus women.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been thinking about this recently uh, <laughs> because I, I feel, as I've said, I don't really feel sexual attraction, but I feel emotional attraction. Right. And sometimes romantic attract, very rarely right. sometimes. So I wouldn't. I feel like I wouldn't get that online dating. Right. Or it'd be very hard. It I could is. like read a profile and think maybe there's something there. Right. Um. I yeah. So I don't think it would be um, effective for me particularly. But I do. I used to look down on online dating, and now I don't at all. I think um, it can be really useful. But and it can be very entertaining. <laughs> I've heard that. It is. I've heard that. I've That's some good stories. However, some studies have linked online dating to depression and low self-esteem. Um, and this goes back to, I have, uh, I feel like I can't, I can't remember. There's satisfiers and maximizers. Um, and so, the, so some people are lo- always looking to maximize. You're, you're with someone, and while you're with that person, you're thinking, I could be with someone better I just haven't found them yet. And so there's this... You're never satisfied. You're always looking for something Mm -hmm. better. And then at the same time, I would imagine... If you're not getting any matches, if no one is swiping right on
0: you... That it would impact how you feel. Because for me, it is absolutely my anxiety Mm -hmm. comes up higher... If I'm actually with someone that I'm interested in and we're invested in time... And I'm thinking... They're probably looking, still looking for something better. And I'm just a part of their time yeah. waster. because for me, a lot of them, like the link to. I've definitely had a few good connections
4: mm-hmm. that
0: will just suddenly end. And the next person they are with, they married. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, <laughs> right. how am I the step before? Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It's okay. Not bitter. Not no, I, could, not, I don't hear depressed. any bitterness. Not depressed. In your not voice. bitter. None of those things.
1: No. Mm. Nope. 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 In the past five years, reports have suggested that the
0: link between online dating and rape have gone up 450%. Wow. Do you think we just get more data because of this online dating, or you think that's actually because of the interactions? I think it's because—I think it's
1: probably multi—there's a lot of reasons. Right. I, I think it's probably because more people
0: are doing it, and there is more data. Well, I was going to add, again, yes, fatigue. <sighs> that's so correct. Like me, who has been on for years, mm-hmm. I think I go off and on all the time because I will just like, no, I quit. No, okay, I'll try again. No, I quit. Um, it gets really frustrating between the trying to decipher whether a person is actually truthful, like, are they actually single? or are they just trying to find something on the side or any of those questions? And then if they're not interested as the same as you are, <laughs> or just the overall ridiculous messages that you receive at times. Mm-hmm. I've gotten many weird requests. Also remember, I'm Asian. So therefore, the level of people out there with Asian fetishes, yeah, <sighs> it's a large number. I get some of the weirdest messages requesting the weirdest things. And I actually had to put into my profiles, please don't ask me to do this. I'm not that type of person. You're not going to see me this. Don't compare me to an anime. If that's all you're interested in, Please don't contact me. Oh my God. I got some weird stuff. I'm like I'm like, I I'm really I'm really not gonna put on weird dominatrix oh. fantasy things for you. Uh-huh. Unless I really like you. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Maybe. Um, but I mean there's a lot of that as well that I'm very cautious of. And honestly, that's one of my requirements. If I see too much Asian yeah. interest into your profiles, I'm like, Yeah, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Cause it just already levels into all right, you have this obsession, I can't be that person for you. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, Online dating has borne out something else that we've been hearing about a lot in the past couple of years, which is the increased importance of dating someone who shares your political beliefs. 72% of people on OkCupid say they wouldn't date someone who supports the president.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that my standards have definitely changed since the New Wish administration. Uh, For me, the sites with political affiliations have become very helpful, and I actually really, really like it. And with that, I'm even more strict with the rules I have about dating and what's acceptable and what's not. And honestly, um, and you'll hear later on in the soundbites, when I talk to different people about their dating rules and their online dating requirements, they have started talking about how they have become even more uh, stringent about their requirements in politics because of the recent changes. And I know for myself, even if I, and I'm sorry, even if I see that you're moderate as a white man, automatically no. It's automatically no because I'm like, at this in this climate, that means something. Yeah, That means that there's some type of privilege that you've experienced that you don't have to worry about it as much as I do or a person of color does or a woman does. So that should automatically put, that puts off like signs that I'm like, you need to care a little bit more, whether it's just, yeah, what's happening right now is gross. Mm-hmm. For the rights of women, for the rights of people of color, for the rights of the LGBTQI community. Like, it, all of that is important. And I think that's part of the things that I'm like, yeah, five years ago, I wouldn't have thought about it as much. I would yeah. have maybe given you a chance. Right. At this point, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um,
1: fun, fun stat for me. Doo, doo, doo. Profiles with names or usernames that come early in the alphabet are perceived as more attractive, so really? I would be
0: slaying. And I need to rethink my strategy, apparently. <laughs> Just A-A-A-A-A. Sam. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I think I might have to try this as like an experiment. Oh, I, I Have two profiles. I suppose. See it. who gets more attraction. Oh, a sminty experiment. I like it.
1: You know, I love experiments. So let's talk about dating in this era of hashtag MeToo. Forty um, percent of male respondents aged 18 to 25 reported that MeToo has changed how they approach potential romantic relationships. And doing the research, I got to say, I got pretty tired pretty quickly of reading, Woe is me, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm on edge the whole time, accounts from men. Yeah, it sucks but it has sucked for women for a long right. time. Right, and also what we have to accept as,
4: Ugh,
0: it happens.
1: Right, right. Uh, also those questions like, what, I can't even flirt with a woman in the office anymore. This isn't life. Geraldo Rivera said sexual harassment was criminalizing courtship.
0: Yeah, um, Geraldo Rivera, really? (laughs) I love how these uh, conversations act as if we were taking away a privilege somehow or a right. Where did this concept of consent go out the window? I mean, how did it go away? If I'm interested in you, you will know. I really hope that you have the common sense to understand when a woman is interested and when it's not. And I understand sometimes those rules and those get a little bit, you know, sketchy and such. And if you're in doubt, just don't. Yeah. Just don't. That's the safest way. And if, if I was interested in you and you become forceful or aggressive, believe me, everything changes. No longer interested. So it's kind of like you need to figure out your own lifestyle and what you understand as consent and rights and privileges because the whole I i like the whole concept of picking women up i think is also an issue when it comes to the understanding of what consent is like the whole harassment like the whole continued violation and or just getting into that space You know, I love The Office. That's one of my favorite, favorite sitcoms. I I watch it all the time. It's one of those that I watch when I'm like, I need to think about nothing. Mm -hmm. But some of the episodes that really, really bothered me recently are when Michael, who we know is inappropriate and cannot read cues really well and ridiculous, but several of the the relationships he pursue is stalkerish. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really, like, we've allowed it as funny Mm -hmm. and endearing, and maybe that's part of the reason we have such misconceptions yeah of consent and what trying and isn't trying but like literally there are two women where he just keeps trying to either kiss them or force a relationship on them and it finally turns out okay for him but mm-hmm. let's be clear that's not supposed to happen and that's not okay yeah
1: for sure there's also uh, all the complaining about how you can't even have a mistress because women find out some way or another through modern technology. Oh,
0: I can't deceive women anymore. (laughs) What? What? I can't have three families in three different parts of the country or the world. Why?
1: This is terrible, terrible, terrible. The worst day of my life. (laughs) There are accounts from women saying at the end of first dates, uh, essentially, that, that men would say to them, because of this whole me too thing, I'm not going to make a pass at you. You're going to have to make the first move. Um, Concerned more that they'll be accused than of actually preventing harm.
0: Can we just revisit again the whole statistic of women reporting and again making accusations and again even believing that they've been violated? I mean, yes, you should absolutely be willing to talk about these things, but to put it off as if you're being hindered and or this is all of this fault, your fault, women's fault, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Um, <laughs> and other people. Just come on. Yeah.
1: Everybody. And apologists. Come, come on. <laughs> Data from dating.com indicates that since me to women initiating conversations with men has gone up 268%, while men initiating contact has gone down by about 30%. The number of unsolicited nudes has gone down as well.
0: Actually, yeah. One of the people that I talked to, I asked her, I was like, How did, how did this affect you? Has me too. She's like, You know what? The new thing has been they now ask me if I want a dick pic rather than just send me. She's like, I really appreciate that. I'm like, So have you ever said yes? She's like, No, 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 no. So
4: it's interesting, I guess.
0: Sure. Still, why? Why indeed? Keep going. I was recently at
1: the Southern Foodways Alliance Symposium and listening to people in the food service industry discussing how to handle a situation like a date gone wrong, and it was really saddening. In the UK, there was a whole campaign called Ask for Angela, which was a code word for staff so they could discreetly take action. Well,
0: Yeah. So I decided I wanted to also talk to my friend group about this online dating experience because obviously I'm not the only one who has gone through all of these shenanigans, so this is the first group of my friends, which include Casey, Joe, Matt, and Louise. And just to let you know, Matt and Louise actually met online and have been together for a while now.
4: I've been on online dating sites off and on for six years.
5: I think probably, I had to be 20, so 11 years that I, yeah, the first time that I logged into an
3: online Yeah, I would say I've been using them off and on, not right now, but off and <laughs> on for... Probably 10 or 11 years.
2: I was probably an early adopter, and I probably had it about 11 years, about when it came out, uh, because right around my space time, if I remember
0: correctly. Oh, you were one of the first, then. What site did you go on, the first
4: one? The first one I downloaded was Hinge.
0: And why?
4: I liked the concept of it better, because I was weirded out by online dating, and the concept was that you could potentially meet in real life because you have mutual friends, so.
5: Well, original-wise, I have to say Yahoo chat rooms and (laughs) AOL chat rooms because that's ASL, you know, age, sex, and location. But outside of that, um, Manhunt, we used to call it the park, and Manhunt was the first gay hookup site, and it was on the computer, and I had it.
2: I probably started on AIM as well and now it's mostly farmers only, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Cupid has been a pretty good constant, keep deactivating it and, you know, come back when I've got time. Pretty casually, not really contacting most people, just short conversations mostly.
4: I prefer face-to-face and, like, personal connection, um, and I find that there has been a huge culture shift in dating and... People don't take the time to invest and figure out if something's really going to work and like take the time because there's a million other people at their fingertips they could be swiping through. Um, I think it makes it a lot harder to build genuine connection because there's a lot of other options. You don't have to try and make something work. Right.
0: So with that, why are you still on?
4: Uh, It feels like the only way to meet someone. No one approaches anyone in real life either because there's a million people at their fingertips. Why risk getting... Rejected face-to-face and being embarrassed or whatever else when you can swipe on your phone and have the comfort of knowing someone also swiped right before you broach a conversation.
5: Same-sex relationships. There was no other way besides the park, which was Manhunt at that time, or Yahoo or AIM. Um there was no other way. I grew up in a town where that was just not possible for you to meet anyone else. And even moving into the city, there's just no other option. Like, so is it great? No. But do I have another option? Not really.
3: So I've got to say there's like a double like edge sword on this where there, it kind of cuts through some of the confusion or... um at least for the same-sex thing of like just looking for someone like, oh, I can a- easily just go in and not have to be like, is this person gay or straight? I don't know if that's the first question I want to ask. <laughs> but um, I think after, like, getting out of, like, school or something, the only time you are in a position to really meet people is that are outside of your friend group is usually at work. And uh, where I've worked, it's been a very shallow pool. Um because there's usually a lot of women and that kind of cuts it down for me.
2: Well, I think the main problem is trying to figure out somebody's personality through text and trying to figure out with just questions or somebody's little paragraph, uh, like who they are. People like hunt for red flags, uh, and don't know anybody's personality before they actually meet them. So it's a little, uh, confusing trying to meet somebody like that. And, uh, being a little bit introverted, like actually having conversation with somebody you've never met online is a way worse than actually talking to somebody in person. So I think a lot of people would rather just kind of get to the point and like get to talking to people either on the phone or in person faster. But at the same time, I see people at the bar swiping like when they could be talking to people in real life.
4: There are a few things that it does not matter how cute I think someone is or if their profile sounds really great, if you have one photo, I'm not swiping right on you because that's weird. Uh, If you refuse to fill out your section, doesn't matter how cute you are, I'm not swiping right. The people who are like, I'll fill this out later. I'm too busy. Then don't be on here. Like (laughs) if you don't have the time for that, I don't have time for you is kind of how I feel about it. I find that I have become more polarized in my political views. So even if someone identifies as being conservative, I swipe left. I have no interest in that, regardless of their specific views on Trump. Like, I don't even want to hear it at this point. Like, if you still identify as conservative, like, I'm like, well, we're not a good fit. Uh, Which was not the case before. I was much more open.
5: I come from, like, a really bad DNA of understanding what homosexuality is, meaning that When I was on the profiles, some of the things that I would look for would be like masculine or like height, which now with the new, like just political climate and what we're learning for is bullshit. And it's not something that I would probably look for now. Or my profile was very dumb. It was based on you know, if you just sing Lady Gaga, it said something like that all day, then please don't contact me. Um, it really did say that. I, I'm pretty sure it did. But then, you know, you play Rihanna and I like dance for a week after <laughs> listening to one song. So I'm that person. So yeah, I mean, but if it was now, I think it would be, don't be an ass. Don't, presume that you know don't ask like are you hispanic black or white just like meet before that happened and you know be funny
3: so the things that would keep me from uh either being interested or continuing a conversation with someone oh where do i begin there's so many things (laughs) but first off is the photo it depends on i i honestly didn't need like Yes, it's nice to look at a good body, but that's not the first impression I want of someone. I want an actual, like, just a good photo of, like, their face and a smile. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that weird me out is that all of your pictures have sunglasses Mm -hmm. or hats. And I'm like, what are you hiding? I think the things that I was interested in, the age and height. So mine was always, like, three above or two below. And that's, you know, my range. Um, that was my comfort zone. I didn't want to get into like a 60 year old person or an 18 year old, not, not dealing with that, you know? (laughs) Um, so I think having some sort of good personality in whatever they wrote, it doesn't have to be super clever or funny, but just something to, to give me an inkling that you have a personality. So if I do write something or send a message, I have something to go on.
4: Well, for me, the very first rule is you cannot pick me up. Uh, We're not having dinner. We're not having a long, it's drinks or coffee. I need to have an out. And if it goes well, then I can invite you to extend and do something else. But if it doesn't, then I can go home. Um, I don't want to be locked into a four hour activity with you. And then it turns out you blow um, <laughs> I don't want you to know where I live. Obviously, that's why you can't pick me up. Um, I have to tell someone where I'm going. I send a screenshot of their face and whatever information I have about them. Someone always knows where I'm going. They know when I'm meeting them. They know where. And basically, like, uh, if you haven't heard from me by X amount of time, call the police. This is the person who took me.
5: <laughs> there were two There was the, I want to have sex. And sure, let's do it. That's just meeting up. No names necessary. And then Wait, you didn't even there know was each names? sometimes. Yeah, I'm free for all. And then there was the part that I did want to meet. And that was super exciting because it would be like long conversations all night. If that happened, like on if you were just like chatting for a very long time and it was like there was some sort of connection. That was really fun. I really enjoyed that. And if that happened, then it would be coffee. Short dinner, no movies, I've walked out in movies, um, or just a walk so you can, you know, gauge to see if that conversation online was real or in person, it just doesn't work.
3: I think my rules usually centered around a, a very casual group setting, like not with other people, but like a coffee shop or a bar Uh, something that had a, uh, like Casey had mentioned, like a finite amount of time that you had to spend there. But if you wanted, you could order another drink, or if something was going really well, you could set up for later. I usually had some, like, plan for after. So, like, I was meeting people or, like, I was trying to schedule it so that I didn't have to stay that long because I also, I only wanted... The, like, hour or two just to, like, get to know if I really liked someone, whether it was worth repeating, not trying to extend it, like, all day. Um, I also think not having, like, a huge, like, text conversation prior to a date is great just because that gives you things to actually talk about.
2: I am worried about getting stuck, and getting stuck at a movie sounds like the worst because you're not having a conversation you're not actually developing anything figuring anything out about a person so you're just there for two hours sitting in the dark with nothing to do and then you have to have the rest of the date after that so i always thought that was a horrible first idea or first date um i always like to try something that i'm like into because i'm really into coffee or try to get good beer because it's a fun thing to kind of like identify with um And then, you know, try to find a restaurant that's like middle of the road. You don't want to go too fancy, too expensive the first time either, because I don't know you, I don't want to spend a lot of money the first time.
5: I know it sounds cheesy, but I think everyone that I've ever met is a part of my story. So good or bad, it's been great. And I've met online the first person, the first boy I ever liked. Um, I met my past relationship and I've met my current relationship and they've I've met friends that were still connected I've met people that I hated but everything to be from the good the bad from the funny times from the bad photos from the bad stories from the terrible dates bad sex great sex I think everything has been great
3: <laughs> the past dating experiences I think they've they've been great at like teaching me what I value about myself and what I want out of a partner so I think the culmination of all of it is great. Yes, there's definitely been a few where I'm like, I wouldn't want to repeat that. But um, I think overall, like most of the people that I ended up going on multiple dates with, and not just like the first time, uh, were all great additions to me deciding what I really want.
2: I can't say any experience has been great, but I have remained friends with most of them. I've not dove that deep into online dating, so. I haven't had that much success with it. And at this point, I still, uh, like, talk to a good amount of people that I did talk to. But I've also had some very bad horror stories, which were uh,
3: great stories to tell. So I did come out of something positive. The worst thing that happened, which it could happen for anybody, was a breakup that lasted all day at Six Flags. So, it started out before I went to Six Flags. And I had some friends that were supposed to come along with me on this date. And uh, in a Panera parking lot, uh, broke the news. I was like, I don't think I want to see you anymore. And I was like, well, I mean, do you still want to go to Six Flags? And it was, yeah. And I was like, so the entire day was a therapy session of someone digging into my mind of, like, why this wasn't working.
0: Also in the second group is Haley and Karen, who discussed how they met and also their own experiences in the dating world.
6: Where else are you going to meet someone yeah. to go on um, a date with? I don't trust my friends.
7: I hate leaving a date that you're ambivalent about because it's just so awkward, like—
6: This was a pleasant evening. Yeah,
7: I would be like... Because, like, usually it's people that you've chatted with for at least a couple of days, so there's a little bit of attachment, even if it's not real. Um, I had very few dates that went great. Um, A lot, either I was more interested than they were and I could tell, or they were way more into me and I was not. So, like, it's kind (laughs) of like I would do this thing where I'd be like, this was fun, I'll see you on the internet, and then I would never talk to them again. (laughs) What is the worst part of um, it? It's a grind, it's a slog, like... I have a friend who's very averse to it, and, like, it takes a minute to, one, it's no guarantee. Two, like, it can take a while. Like, there's just, you never know. Um, A lot of times I would find myself only matching with people that were passing through Atlanta in the airport. I'd be like, (laughs) oh, of course you don't live here. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) duh. Um, But, like, I would have a couple of things where, like, oh, my God, this person seems great. Oh, they're 10 miles away. They're in the airport. Oh, they're never coming back. So that was kind of uh, disheartening. Ghosting is okay if you're if, if you're essentially strangers. Yeah. Um, you know, like three or four dates you slept together, you owe somebody something. But like, if you had one bad date, I don't know if I need to tell her that. Like, let me show you the reasons why I don't want to spend any more time getting even to know you.
6: <laughs> I think what what seems to have shifted that there's now like now we're involving men in the conversation, right? Like every you know any woman I know who is on online dating who got the dick pic, who got the weird you know, fetish email or whatever. Ta- you talk with your female friends and just be like, dude, what is, what is, like, ha. Right. But, like, the fact that now it's just, like, we've been able to carve out a space to be like, dudes, don't do that. Like, when I first moved down here was the whole elevator gate nonsense and the skeptical community, right, with, like, right. literally somebody saying, dudes, don't do that, was right. the end of the world. And so now I feel like we can say, don't do that, and that's right. got to count for something. You have to
7: keep an open mind, which sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, sometimes people will surprise you. Um, you have to be persistent. Like, I guess you could go on one date off of being a, not on dating for a while and have it be the best day of your life, but it probably won't happen. Um, it taught me a lot about resiliency to keep going back. Like, um, I've had a few friends that were, that were like, you know, you can put the work into it to, like, Meet somebody that you really like. Like you gotta kiss a lot of frogs, blah blah blah. But um, it's true. Like there's just so many people, and there's no way you can connect with all of them. I would say the best thing about online dating is that you will eventually find somebody, hopefully, and then you'll get off of online dating.
6: Yes. Well, I mean, like, look, a first date is a first date, and they are a special kind of treasure. Oh my goodness! Even the like the bad ones are almost better than the good ones because the good ones are like, now I gotta go like again, <laughs> and like. You know, like at that, which point in time you've got that three date minimum where you're like, I, you know, like if you have a good first date then you get a second date, if that one sucks, you know, like you got to break the tie. It does reveal certain unkind truths about yourself when you are like just scrolling through a catalog um, as if they were like Russian brides or something, right? <laughs> like, and it, it's, you know, like you realize some of your biases and like you realize like that maybe, you know, you've got a really strong type.
7: After a certain point when like, you're like you you're either not going on dates or going on continuously bad dates where either you're rejecting that person or they're rejecting you, it gets a little bit demoralizing. So it was nice to be like, oh, I'm not a troll.
6: Or like, oh, people do exist. As long as long as you understand that it's an inherently ridiculous thing, like any other human pursuit, um, I think that there's the possibility for a lot of fun. It's it can be bruising, but at least you're not like injuring relationships with people you know, like I get right. Like your right. work isn't awkward. Right. <laughs> instead, the internet's awkward, but it's already awkward.
7: I would actually try to meet up sooner rather than later so you don't mm-hmm. get attached to like this fake person or who you think Ooh, they are. Yeah. Lightning could strike. You never know so there's a whole
0: world of experiences out there, right? There is some common ground on their opinions on what site's good, what site's not great, what sites to follow, the advice that they give to other people who are trying. This whole phenomenon because again, it's getting harder and harder to meet people in real life. IRL, IRL <laughs> as the kids say, right? Um,
1: and disclaimer, full disclosure we are or were sponsored at one time by OK Keep, depending on when you're listening to this, right? Um, but Samantha did not lead anybody, right? This was all their opinions were all their own. I
0: mean, honestly, as a guest, sponsorship's not important to me right now, so obviously I'm not trying, but it just kind of happened that OkCupid okay was a front runner when it allowed for more open types of relationships, whether it's to be able to say pick same sex or both sex, and then also to, like, I think they were able to say no to the opposite. So, like, uh, I believe Karen, you'll hear Karen talking about the fact that she was able to say no to men. Hmm. And so they couldn't contact her. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, as where other sites, as we heard before, wouldn't even allow that as an option. So, yeah, okay, Cupid is a front runner when it comes to uh, being open and being an ally. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, very cool. And when it comes to dating in IRL, which I do have some experience in, uh, <laughs> what my, so I, as I've said before, I'm not really into dating. What happens to me is something I call the trick date, a trick date. You know what? it's not it's not just you. Oh, no, I yeah. know. This is common. i'm I'm fairly certain. Yeah. It's become a way of avoiding rejection, right. So I think my the best example I have of this in action is um, in college, somebody invited me to a study session. Um, and it was supposed to be like a bunch of our classmates. Mm-hmm. And I get there, and I'm the only one. And he says, "Oh, darn. No one else could make it. Let's go get dinner."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I was like, "But the study session what is happening? And then we went to the student center, and he was asking me all those date questions. And then he forgot his uh, student card, and I had to pay for the the meal. That's special, yeah, at a student center yeah oh, even better yeah
0: you know what uh, an old roommate of mine um she was very religious so at that time she wasn't quote-unquote dating mm-hmm. um but there we were hanging out with a big group of people and someone was like hey we should all go to a movie or whatever whatnot and she was like okay cool She shows up and in his mind he'd actually asked her on a date yeah in her mind it was a group thing and she shows yeah. up and goes where's everybody and her response was, what? No, it's just me and you. They go to the movie, come out. He asked for another date. She's like, honestly, though, I didn't know this was a date, yeah. and I'm not dating right now. Yeah. Which is something that we've made fun of, both of them, because I still know them really well. Because mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious that mm-hmm. that's how it happened. But, yeah, it happens a lot more than you think. Because, A, I think we don't know how to ask out people. Yeah. That's one of the things. The newer phenomenon is the group dates. So you don't know if you're on a date or if you're just hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't oh, quite yeah. understand that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I really think it's a, to avoid rejection. And also, I do think there are instances where it's legitimately a misunderstanding. Right, right, Some person views Especially if you have feelings. If one person has feelings and the other person doesn't. Right. Then I think you can cross. And I, I, I'm i very, like, I like hanging out. If you ask me to go do something, right. I'm going to go do it. Right. Um, and I think that gets interpreted as she likes hanging out with specifically me right, all the time. Right? Like,
0: I mean, and then there's also the whole, like, am I on a date? Did you ask me out? I want this to be a date, but I don't know if I'm on a date. Like, those moments, too, yeah. when you have self-doubt of, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yes. Am I supposed to be letting you pay? What is going on? Because I thought, are we? Yeah. And then there's kind of, you know, yeah. life's
1: language. Life's language is very confusing. (laughs) We have some more to talk about here, but first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Okay, so a recent study found that a great hair day makes you happier and more confident. But that same study also revealed that 95% of women don't feel great about their hair.
1: I can definitely relate to the confidence part because if my hair is doing something
0: And Sundays on NBC, watch it live. There's sure to be big twists and huge surprises.
1: So you'll want to enjoy your Good Girls experience in a spoiler-free zone.
0: The all-new, all-hilarious season of Good Girls, Sundays on NBC and stream anytime.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. One thing I became really interested in in conversations with my mom and her kind of general befuddlement around dating these days. good word. Thank you, is the old first date versus the new first date. Right. A 2014 study out of the UK found that, on average, women date five men before finding the one. Men date six women. And these are all heteronormative, as per use, unfortunately. Both will have four truly horrendous dates, two long-term relationships, and one partner that um, they'll live with before settling down. So this is kind of like the state of affairs in U.K., still like, very heteronormative, but uh, I think that is different than it, it used to be. As more women enter the workforce and become career-focused, that has been one of the changing factors that um, has really transformed the dating scene.
0: And just the relationship scenes and then the yeah.
1: role, gender roles as it's happened. Exactly. So if we look at dating these days... The first date, third date rule is gone. Um, I remember this vaguely, like what was acceptable on a first date, and then by third date you should have done this.
0: Right. It's time Uh, to get down. (laughs) Isn't that right? I believe so. I believe so. But that's the problem, too, with the online dating thing. Sometimes it goes so fast. Your third date may be week two, first part of the week two. really? Yeah, I've had that, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm still quite comfortable. And then again— Hey, I've been the girl, I'm like, date one, yeah, this is awesome. Because I've had, like, a 10-hour date with you. Let's mm-hmm. go hang out some more. I mean, I
7: did that. It's okay.
0: No. no shame in that game. I saw them again afterwards. We saw each other for a while. There you, you go. Know? But, like, that's the thing. It's like, it kind of goes, the level of speed, the level of communication is so much faster because you have a focus right. online. Like, you're not just testing the waters. It's, we're here to date, or we're here to hook up, or we're here to do something. Right. So, therefore, that's already put out there. That work's already out. We kind of like each other. Yeah. Now, let's see. So, that's definitely part of the reason that's changed. And also, internet stalking or investigating. You know what? When it comes to dating, I am all about the internet investigations. I think this has something to do with the fact that I was a DFACS, or Department of Family and Children's, uh, investigator for child abuse. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of one of my MOs. Like, it gets to the point, as a social worker, I know this is completely completely different that i would like i really wish we could do psychological evaluations for people Mm -hmm. and be like let me go ahead and find your mental health needs because we're gonna go there first to see if we can mesh on the different levels of our different mental health needs Mm -hmm. um but you know there are other questions like are you married because sometimes that's not said um are you with a friend or are you with a friend, quote-unquote, as in, like, the extra special person on the side that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Do they have children? Okay, how many children? Okay, how many children that are infants? Okay, are you a dad that stays with, you know, or a mom that has all of these histories with, like, five children with two partners? You know, like, what is it? Are you in a polyamorous relationship? All of that. Mm-hmm. I'm all about investigating every bit of those things. Because it's good information to know. It is, and that's something. Um,
1: yeah, dating, dating with children, whole other layer. And there's also this paradox of choice, which is how <laughs> when you have so many choices, it actually becomes overwhelming, and it almost kind of narrows your choices. If that makes sense, right? Makes it harder
0: to decide. You become more and more picky. Like you said before, like, you have so many choices and be like, well, you're not as good as this one or that one or this one. Mm -hmm. Which, again, you miss out on things.
1: But it's also, I remember when I was reading, when I first learned about the paradox of choice, the example they gave was um, a sandwich shop. And there's way too many toppings. And your brain gets overwhelmed and you can't make a decision. (laughs) So you get all the things (laughs) and five sandwiches. You hold up the line and everybody gets (laughs) angry at you. Um, And also the game of gamification of meeting someone which you kind of touched on earlier and I have seen friends of mine who will open um, like tender or something and they have no intention of dating anybody right. in the area they just like looking through who's on there It was always nice to see you match you're like oh do we <laughs> wait who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had friends who are not, like, staying in Atlanta for one
0: night. Right. And they do it just because they want to see. I've also used the big, like, I went to France not too long ago, and I was by myself. And I was like, maybe there's someone here, not because I want to hook up with them, mm-hmm. that can show me what to do in town that's different than touristy stuff. Sure. You know? And I know people have used that in Atlanta as well. Mm-hmm. Many. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, There's also this whole new language developed around dating and kind of specifically online dating, like ghosting. Ghosting.
0: You know what? I've always been fascinated by the idea of ghosting. I do it. And part of that is because I don't want to confront and or have any type of negative slash dramatic exits Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so the thought is, what are the rules of ghosting? Like... I think we had on the uh, montage you heard talk about, you know, it's not technically ghost. It's not necessarily mean if mm-hmm. you've only been on a one or two dates and then yeah. you just kind of ghost or fade away. Right. Um, but I definitely read a story. I think it was on Reddit a long time ago about a dude who was with his girlfriend for four years. They'd lived together. He completely ghosted her. Oh. Left the country oh. without saying anything. Came back for a job. But here's the best part. He was... He got hired for a job. Turns out his ex-girlfriend that he ghosted was his new supervisor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he didn't get that job.
1: Oh. <laughs> See, I um I feel like it does depend on how many dates you've been on. I think there are situations where it's probably like if if in that case it had been there'd have been abuse or something involved. Ghost away. Right. There's also swipe left, which has just kind of become yeah. a thing of like, nope.
0: You know what? And you get into the habit, and you do it so fast that you sometimes you don't realize you're doing it. The only thing, like with Tinder, you have to buy the subscription to be able to go back. But on Bumble, you get three chances to like bring them back to look over again. Three chances, mm-hmm. I think, like every 24, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So it allows you to be like, oh, my bad. Because I've definitely been like, nope, 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 oh, oh, didn't mean to say no, you know? Right. But also comes the whole, like, super-like phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Um, so you accidentally do a swipe that goes upward instead of side, I think, and it super-likes them, and you're like, and you only get, like, one or two oh. a day, and you're like, damn it, I did mm-hmm. not mean to, and you don't want to be the person that goes back, like, I didn't mean to super-like you. Yeah. I didn't mean to like you at all. See, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about deep like no
1: super like all these different types of likes. like. It's like
0: got a star on it and everything, oh and then gosh. it immediately notifies the other person that you've been super liked by this person. Oh, oh, that's another thing
1: we can talk about is the the deep liking and people liking all of your Facebook photos right. from like two thousand and two. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: didn't didn't you guys House of First do a video about that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I saw it. Um, there's we've talked about dick pics. Oh. Dick pics. All right. Yeah. I, I was like, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to research a little more about dick pics. I know that you had done some things on exhibitionism. On an exhibitionism. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I just, I want to know where did this even originate? Why? Who was the first person that said, yes, this is going to get me a date? Yes. Probably the this is going to get me man a hiccups. You know what? Like, <laughs> I don't understand it. So, um, I know there's been specific episode, like we talked about, and I will say I've never been a victim of such t- stupidity, but what is the point? Okay, there's a little bit of me. I'm like, I didn't get one. But so, at the same time, please don't send me one. I don't is, want one.
1: Yeah, and specifically we're talking about unsolicited right. dick
0: pics because if you want one, by all means. Have at it. Yeah. I mean, and according to Psychology Today, They speculate men fear sexual rejection, and by sending pics of their genitalia, they're almost getting pre-approval, quote-unquote. The article was written by a male clinical psychologist who also says, ultimately, the answer here lies in greater dialogue with men and women over what they actually want in sexual communications, and ends with, the shaming and suppression of female sexuality is part of the issue here. (laughs) As men don't feel, they understand what women actually want sexually, and women don't feel they can express it safely. As a woman who enjoys sex, and is pretty open about it, I don't want a dick pic in general. Whether it it is solicited or unsolicited, like whatever, if you ask me, I still don't want it. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, it's not pretty. Maybe that's just not, whatever. A picture doesn't start my engine, as I like to say. Uh Um, Especially if I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, and I've talked to several men who are like, no, I've never just sent one out, but they've asked for it. Women have asked for it. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because for me, I don't quite understand it, and that could be every bit of the sexual attraction. So for those women out there who have, what made you, What what is it that you like about it? Is it the same thing as, I guess, men like about seeing women's body parts? I would, I'm sure there are people
1: who do—yeah, but I I would I bet there's also, like, a kind of power and— Is it?
0: Okay. Yeah. Because I know for the most part, the reason things like—what um what is it? The Gray, whatever, that book. Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah, I knew there was grays in there. Mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Gray, part of the thing was it'd be a lot of hinting and mm. the teasing and the tantalizing yeah, sure. and, like, whatever. So I, in my head, I was like, when it's written, mm-hmm. it's much better to— Have that than to actually see pictures. But maybe that's just me. I think it's,
1: I think it's again a lot of things, but probably like a power play, like game chase sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things too (laughs) could be um, de incentivize high risk romantic situations. And by high risk, this is the fear of rejection. Dating apps are easier and lower risk in terms of like it was a stranger. So if it doesn't work out, no big. Instead of, like, this is a friend I have. If it doesn't work out, maybe we won't be friends anymore.
0: Right. I actually have told my friends to be careful when setting up, trying to set me up with someone. Because I'm like, I'm not the easiest person to get along all the time. And if I don't like them, things get awkward Mm -hmm. real quick. And I'm like, if you want to stay friends with them or me, you may just not want to. I have a pretty strict rule (laughs) with friends where I tell them I
1: don't want to date your friends. Right. And it's nothing, like, plenty of your friends are wonderful I just don't want to be in that situation. Right. I don't want to mess up the vibe of the right. That doesn't mean I haven't done it. Right. But in general, I would rather avoid right. that. And I, um, that is one of the easiest ways to meet people, so. Yeah. <laughs> it does remove a Sorry. lot. <laughs> uh, lack of labels is one thing that I yeah, have run into a lot. Fear of being um, honest about desires. Like men who want casual sex, afraid that they'll scare women away who don't want casual sex. Women who want serious re- relationships afraid they'll scare men away who don't want serious relationships. And, you know, things can turn into different things as as you start dating someone longer. But of that fear that you'll kind of shut down immediately, yeah, that swipe right. because you said, I, want, I would just want right. casual sex. These are generalizations, but I did read a lot of accounts of that thing.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, I now am very aware of looking to make sure it's not necessarily something that's polyamorous, which a lot of people are into, and that's cool. For me, I can't do that. I already have enough anxiety with just one person, as in fact, I can't date multiple people Mm -hmm. at one point in time. If I date a few people at the same time, I need to concentrate on the one that I like the most first. Like, that's how I do it, because I'm just not good at prioritizing, maybe? I don't know. Um, But with that also, because in the old school days before the real, like, impact of online dating. When you had a relationship, somewhere down the line, you have to have the DTR, defining the relationship. Oh. Yeah, and whether or not are you friends, are you moving forward, are you still don't know, is this going to be casual, is this going to be, you know, serious, all of those things. Is this going to a direction of marriage? Usually that's the deeper level. Right. So, like, I don't know if I hear that as much, but I know with the whole dating world online dating world, they do eventually have to get to that point. But the first conversation is, are we exclusive?
1: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: and I don't think that was as much thought of beforehand because it was automatically, yeah, of course we're exclusive, but where are we going with this? Sure. Now it's, are we exclusive? Mm -hmm. Have you turned off your site? Like for me, one of my relationships as a test of it was, are you still on there? Oh, yeah. Because if you're still on there, then that means you're still looking. Uh If we're not, if we're dating each other, the big significance is to shut down those sites. Oh, wow.
1: I hadn't mm-hmm. considered that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do think it's funny that a lot of times when I've been kind of on these in these nebulous relationships, when the, it, the time comes where it's, like, clear that one party wants to date. Right. Um, and then usually when they can tell that I'm not into it, they say, we don't have to label anything right now. Right, like, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> As for me, I'm like, I need to label things. Oh, but you don't want to? Okay, fine, I'll just keep going for a little while until I find something better.
1: You told me the other day that another term, um, meet cute. I didn't know
0: what that yes, was. I thought yes.
7: it was a dating app.
0: <laughs> you know what? That would be a really great dating, dating app. app. I think we should do this because then we can make me arrange range. For them, mm-hmm. for them to be at somewhere, and like they don't know who they're dating, but we know their personality type. Oh, I think we just created a well an app. We should we should do this. But yeah, meet cute, meaning like you this accidental meeting that you have that purposely like puts you together. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to you because this is a, like a movie term, I think, um, where they. Uh, run into each other as they're trying to get to their whatever they're running late to and bust each other, and then all their stuff comes out, and then, oh, look, they have the same book. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be. It's a meet you, and you it's have a conversation. You. That's, yeah.
1: Okay. There well, you go. Things are falling into place for me. You know, I
0: got you. Okay, perfect.
1: Um, another thing that's gotten me in trouble is um, Netflix and chill, which I've talked about on this show before, <laughs> because I literally, like, if you want to come over and watch Netflix, that's what we're gonna do. Right. But it has this other meaning. So I've run into trouble where people come over. And
0: clearly they thought something else was gonna happen. I'm like, no, no, no. So no, I've never no. invited anyone over, but I use the terms all the time and they'd be like, No, that's not what you think it means. I was like, That just that means I get to sit on the couch and watch Chill TV, watch Netflix, right? And then I cause I would say things like, I'm gonna go to Netflix and chill with Peaches And they're like, Excuse me? Oh no. I was like, What? <laughs> what? What's happening?
1: Yeah, that took me a minute too. Um, and it, it kind of relates to the the non the no labels thing, because I found um, this quote from Alana Massey: "She'll ask us to remove the language of courtship and desire, lest we appear invested somehow in other human beings." It is a game of chicken where the first person to confess their frustration or confusion loses.
0: Oh, I will say I don't think I ever used that term, but I will—I used to use the term "hangout." That was a code. You know, oh. come hang out. Oh yeah, yeah you know, kind of, that. kind of making that a little calm, loose.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it certainly does seem like a power play when the person who cares more. Has less
0: power, right? I mean, I think I absolutely see that with my own perceptions in dating and relationships. When I see or seems it seems that I care more about something, I start retreating Mm -hmm. because I don't want to invest in something that's not worth investing or that's not going anywhere. And for me, I have a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. Getting older, I got even more emotions, (laughs) Um, and I think. As we come along, I'm like, at this point in time in my age, either I want to be with someone because I want to be and that we can compromise, but not because I have to. You know what I mean? I've never been that person that needs to be in a relationship, that needs to be married, that needs, you know, these goals, as we talked about the first episode. But at the same time, so therefore, if I'm doing this, if I'm investing in you, it means I am putting a lot more effort Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more risk for me, it feels. yeah. You know, and then the heartbreak of if it just dies. Vulnerability. Look, it's gross. It is. It's gross. It is. It's part
1: of life. Um, And so with this new dating realm, there are also some new rules that I, and everybody's rules are kind of specific, which I like, but texting is one, like we text. Right. We don't really phone Um, call anymore.
0: Right. That's the thing. I think the old rules of phone calls have translated to texting. Mm -hmm. How long do you wait until you text though? How long do you wait to respond without being too overeager? I mean, there was, so I'm really like, I really like the new girl, which Mm -hmm. is uh, Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel. Um, Not necessarily for her, but for like all of the characters. And in one of the, I think it's the first episode, she sends a text to a guy as she's trying to find a rebound. And her being cutesy self, naive cutesy self, has probably given like 10 texts in two days being excited about plans, Mm -hmm. in which the guy responds with, Ugh, that's too many texts. I just wanted to sleep with her. And then he kind of, he ghosted her, essentially, oh, and man. left her hanging. Uh-huh. But I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the idea of, like, how far, how much, how long. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of that same lines that we used to have with phone calls. Oh, but now it's gosh. with the text and the bubbles and the unread yep. stuff. Oh,
1: too many things. Man, remember with the phone calls, though, the the pain of if your dad answered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to... Oh, never grab mind. the line and the and the. Well, I don't know if you're old enough for those. I just remember thinking, man, if I could just have my own phone line. All the yeah. cool kids have their own phone line. Let me have uh, my own phone line. I did not have my own phone line. Me either.
1: But we were talking about um MSN and chat rooms AOL before this. I I have something when it comes to texting that I like to call the Cold War, and this doesn't have to be romantic at all. <laughs> it it but it has to do with um whoever has the power of the. The form of communication, how often, and this—actually, I usually use use this more with my heterosexual male friends mm-hmm. who have a serious relationship where mm-hmm. I'm worried that they, their significant other might think that I'm, like, up to no good. Right. So I let them dictate the right. form of communication. It's a cold war. Right. Because they got the power, and I kind of just have to, like— Right. Make sure that everything stays you cool. have to,
0: Yeah, you have to be less enthusiastic so yes. no one reads into it. Yes. I think I do the same just in general with um, guys that I date or I'm hooking up with. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to text him. He's going to text me first. And then
4: I'll
1: respond when I want to. That's a cold war. It is. Um, splitting the check. It used to be so rare for a man who has no relation um, to a woman to pay for the check. It was seen as a sign of prostitution. Huh. People could get arrested. Really? Yeah. One study found that 75% of men report feeling guilty if they don't pick up the check on a date these days. And another found that 77% of male and female respondents agreed that men should pay on the first date. Really? Yeah. I have been on dates with women, and we've just kind of split it automatically. I don't know if that's uh, the experience of um, most people. Please write in. I'm pro-splitting on dates with men, I would usually suggest we split it. Some men were cool with that. Others weren't cool with that. Or, and, and as long as they were polite about it and not demeaning or sexist, I didn't really fight with them about it. Like, if you want to pay for my meal, right.
0: okay. I'm, I'm the same way. I always usually uh, ask to split it um, on the first date, no problem. If I have a second date, it kind of, and again, this is the old-fashioned um, weird way, but I'm like, at least they should offer. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily take it, but at least I just know want to know that They're as generous as I would be because in that same face, if they happen to pick up that second check, I'll pick up that third check. Mm -hmm. Like I will actually take it off because I'm like, we're going to be even in this. So for me, though, that's kind of one of the ways I show love and friendship with people. It's like I pick up other people's checks, get things for them. So kind of like that's the basis in my head. Not that that's something that's necessary, but I guess because I still have that old school idea of dating. Yeah. That's kind of in my head. Um, but it's not a complete deal breaker. I think um I definitely had those moments where I have offered to pick up a check and they're like, Yeah, cool without any hesitation. And mm-hmm. when I'm when someone else is picking up a check for me, I make sure to equal or do lesser of what they pay for, if that makes sense. If what yeah. they order. The couples that I talked with, they talked about immediately. Like, um, my friend Haley and her girlfriend Karen were talking about it's always split. Oh no, no, like it was just no doubts. Too. Yeah, it's splitting, and that was Matt and Louise. And They're like, um, they were like, no, to me, who actually wasn't said the person who asks the date is the one that they always felt like should, should offer. Yeah, but they would always split still.
1: Yeah, I yeah, there, I see some nuance there. I, I every time I would ask. Me and my ex, we generally split. Right. But every time I would ask to go to somewhere that was pretty expensive, right. then I would offer because right. I'm not sure you would have gone. Right. And like,
0: that's the same thing, same thing for me. Like, if I know I want to eat somewhere, and I know you're thinking you want to stay home, but I'm like, yeah. I need you to go with me, I'm going pick, to pick it up. Yeah. Every time. And right. recently, <laughs> it's just been me wanting to go everywhere. So I'm like, I'm going to pay for everybody. It's fine. <laughs> I just don't want to stay home and cook. Yeah. Yeah, I understand.
1: There's also... Dating multiple people at once now? That's kind of more common.
0: Yeah. Well, as my friend would say it, it's building a team. Um, I'm actually really bad at this. I already told you. I feel like if I see one spark of chemistry, I can only focus on that. Mm -hmm. But again, this may be why I'm doing this all wrong. (laughs) Let's just say that. So, does it work? And um, as I researched, I found a plethora of articles for how to date multiple people at a time. Yeah. Um, they're all pretty much saying the same thing. So if you need to know about these articles, just Google it. It essentially Gosh. talks about taking your time, enjoying it, doing mm. th- not taking it too seriously, all that good stuff that you would probably think of when you're on your own. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure as we know, there are those pickup
3: yeah, artists sure. who can
0: teach you some things. <laughs> Please don't do that. I was about Please don't to do say. that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's out there too, so be beware. Yeah.
1: Uh, one one thing I found that I thought was really interesting is dressing for dates, like choosing your, your wardrobe. Fashion experts have noticed since Me Too, trends have shifted away from sex appeal, like straight up really mm-hmm. sexy, to longer hemlines, looser silhouettes. So, I mean, yeah, still sex appeal, but like more subtle sex appeal. Right. Um, yeah, they were talking about the, the red carpet blackout, um, the declining ratings at the Victoria's Secret. Fashion show, kind of the shift. I had, I just hadn't considered that aspect of it and I thought that was really interesting. I do remember that the like anxiety of what am I going to wear? I mean, I do have that every day still. Right. And I'm not me going too. on dates. So. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: I'm like, what am I gonna wear today? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wear lipstick in the morning to offices that no one sees me at, but I'm like, Yeah. I, I, can't, I still have that uh, Southern woman in me where, like, I got to put my face on. Mm-hmm. You can't go out without your putting your face on. <laughs> um, but you know what? I don't necessarily equate all of this as a result of Me Too necessarily, but rather it's the continued misconception that women have to dress down to not be raped mm-hmm. or to be, or to be seen as slutty. I mm-hmm. think what we're seeing more and more is that the backlash for rape apologists I'm going to leave it as that, or people who don't believe that this is a problem who continue to try to blame women mm-hmm. as you shouldn't have been doing this, you should have done this, why didn't you do this, what did you wear? And I think that's part of the unfortunate circumstances behind some of these things that women are like, okay, they cannot separate, not necessarily not because they don't want to or they believe in it, but this misogynistic idea of how I dress right. is going to affect yeah. what happens to me. Sure, and like how people view the Right, and I think that's just coming more and more to light as we see more and more people and predators getting away with things or getting lesser sentences or getting um, so much empathy. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, like Davos and (laughs) all of the, oh yeah, my own mother, who won't talk about these boys that made these sad mistakes when women, you know, led them on. Right. You know, and I think part of that is not necessarily because it's me too. It's oh no, they are still thinking this way and this has brought out the fact this is still an idea out there that people believe. Yeah. I do think there is
1: another layer to it as well. And I say this as someone who, I've said it many times on the show, I love dressing in a sexy outfit. Right. I love it. Right. But I also love dressing in comfortable outfits. Right. On occasion. Right. And I think... More and more women are owning the fact that I can dress for my own damn stuff. Right. And I don't have to dress for what I think right. you want. And that is, I just think there's a lot of things going on there. So
0: many factors.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of the ins and outs. It, it really go from day to day. One day I'm like, you know what, I'm going to dress super sexy. Right. And next day I'm like, I don't care. I'm wearing sweatpants. Right. <laughs> just... It just varies. Oh,
0: like the picture, I'm showing. Oh, no, of, don't talk about that. Of you in your Harry Potter pajamas what at a, a brewery. What a day that was. It was a lovely day. It was. You looked lovely. <laughs> um,
1: there's uh, a couple more rules I wanted to touch on. One is we all know that there is harassment in online dating. We've been talking about it a little bit. Um, but apparently from a couple things I read, putting feminist in your bio minimizes unsolicited explicit messages.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, for my rules, first meetups are a small amount of time in date settings, i e. coffee or drink. Um, I don't give out phone numbers until after the second date, which is weird, I know, but I just feel like that's a direct contact that I don't want necessarily. Sure. Um, I don't Facebook friend them. I don't there's no social media friending at all. Uh, I for a first date, I always send um, some point of the picture of the guy mm-hmm. that I'm with, his mm-hmm. name, and where we're going. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. And talking to my friends, women do this. Yeah. I actually asked the men, have you ever done this? And they're like, no, not really. Like, yeah, we'll talk cool. about it as a conversation, but not as a thing for safety. And for every woman that I've talked to, that has been a thing. Yeah, Like, this is what we do. This is what we learned. This is no, we know things have happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, that's kind of what it comes down to. We don't trust strange men. Yeah. And that's the way we have to learn to protect ourselves. Don't get me wrong. I've never had any issues mm-hmm. where I've almost been kidnapped or anything. So, you know, great. Mm-hmm. My taste oh, is good. Yeah, thanks, great. guys, Thanks, guys. to the guys I went on dates with for not kidnapping me. <laughs> being a basic human being. <laughs> for being a good human. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, but it's still that concern because you do hear enough and you yeah. do see enough that you're like, mm, I have to put these really serious um, yeah. requirements on this as well. Yeah. Um, another thing I, I love how
1: a lot of the people I spoke with have the, like, if they have too many pictures with multiple people, if they have too many selfies, right. have, Just like these very specific.
0: Oh I do. Uh, if you have more than two selfies, uh-huh. If you have a picture of yourself laying in bed, okay, which I always found weird, unless there's a dog in that picture, or if there's an animal and specifically dogs in these pictures, I'll allow it. Okay. Um, now, also, pictures in the car, like mm-hmm. it's just random pictures of guys that, um, in their car. See, I my theory is they work
1: for Uber or Lyft, and they're just reusing a picture they had to take for that.
0: Maybe there's a lot of those. That's what I think. Mean. There's a lot of those, and then gem pictures. Automatically no.
1: Mm.
0: Automatically no. Why? Mm. Why? <laughs> and if there's only one picture with no description, nope. I love it. The You're court of Samantha. Me. You're catfishing me. I know it.
1: <laughs> another another term. <laughs> yes. Um. So we have a little bit more for you listeners, but first we're going to pause for one more quick break for a word from our sponsor.
0: Okay, so a recent study found that a great hair day makes you happier and more confident, but that same study also revealed that 95% of women don't feel great about their hair.
1: I can definitely relate to the confidence part because if my hair is doing something So we did want to talk, before
0: we close out here, about Bumble specifically. Right, Bumble. So for those of you who may not know the history of Bumble, Whitney Wolfe Hurd, the co-founder of Tinder, founded Bumble shortly after leaving Tinder. Wolfe Hurd sued Tinder for sexual discrimination and harassment and settled and was able to get, uh, like I said, a settlement due to the harassment that was happening from the other founder of Tinder, So it was all this huge mess. Um, she then was approached by another dating site founder to develop Bumble. So this guy, I think, had a successful business that started out in Russia.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: For those who are familiar with Bumble, they further expanded their site to include a BFF app to find friends, mm-hmm. and then the BumbleBiz. And the Bumble partnered with the Anti-Defamation League in an effort to remove users who display hate symbols in their profiles, which I thought was really cool. And the com- company launched Bumble Biz, which also uses a woman-first interface as an attempt to remove the soliciting nature and sexism that exists in the networking, which I thought was super, super cool. And I will say they have had some really good press with handling trolls and jerks online who have harassed women and become overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fascinating to see that this has become one of the better sites for women. And when you talk to a lot of the women, they they find this as a relief mm-hmm. so that they don't have to deal with constant, constant like harassment if they don't want to. If it is, at least someone will protect them. Like there's different levels of why this is a great site, once again developed by a woman, which I love, who went through sexual harassment mm-hmm. on her and discrimination. So therefore brought that in as a platform to start a site. Um, I think it also, it's good to mention that I don't think it allows, and it could have changed, I'm going to have to look this back up, for gay men uh to use it because the whole idea is that women has the ability to approach first and take control. Now, lesbians, they can use it. I did discover that, and they can just talk to each other. Uh But in the heterosexual, heteronormative idea, it's a woman, they pick, and a woman has to contact them. Now, they're a little more strict because, I'm I'm really going into this, you only have 24 hours to talk to somebody. Oh, wow. And it, after that, it's gone. Wow. Unless you pay. Oh, of okay, course. okay. But there is, it's a really interesting concept, and the way they're trying to expand it as bigger than just one option, I think it's a fantastic idea, and I do love that it has that much control. So, correction, producer Andrew just told me that, The male has the option, if the 24-hour goes away, to give another day to the woman in order to try to get her to speak to him Mm -hmm. for free. Yeah. that's. I did not know that either. I guess no one really wanted to talk to me. Oh, no. I'm sure that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's not it. One other thing that Samantha has been um, haranguing me about is speed dating. Yes. Oh, no. Y'all, I didn't realize this was... A thing still. I didn't think it existed. And I'm so fascinated to see what this actually includes. As in fact, my friend Dominique sent me a link to it, which I have sent to Annie to be like, You ready? You ready? And she's like, No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, with like 10 exclamation yeah. points. And I love it. I think, what did I say? That it has a UK flair. It has a UK flair. Which and I, I asked don't— asked you what that was. And all I could think was, uh, they're going to curse at you a lot in an accent and offer you fish and chips? If there's beer there, I'm in. Dude. Um, I can not see how that's not a UK thing. So I'm going to make her do this, and oh, we're going to come back and tell you exactly oh no. what happened. I've done it before. Uh, I've never done this. This oh. is such a phenomenon. I don't understand it, and I'm excited and nervous all at the same time.
1: That sounds like dating. That sounds like dating.
0: Oh, we're going to have fun.
1: Um, So <laughs> that about brings us to the end of this this episode. Um, I had a tip in here, but really all it is is communication. <laughs> Which is what, like, I always come back to. If you're not sure about something, ask. It might be awkward, but both parties are probably, like, relieved to discuss it.
0: And you know what? Again, from the soundbite, you also heard people say, just enjoy it and don't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing is come whether or not it was the worst or the best experience, you come out with some good stories and just find the humor in that. Hopefully not, like, dangerous stories. Yeah. But, I mean, like, just, like, a date with a guy that I had who liked to flick his tongue out at me every oh. 30 seconds. Oh, it dear. was super weird. But like all those things. You have really good stories. Sure. Laugh about it, and then you move on. Sure. Laugh and, laugh and live, as live. Laugh and live and tell everyone else about it.
1: Yes. Maybe get a podcast and share all the <laughs> secrets. Um, thank you so much for, for joining us, Samantha. Yes. Listeners, if you'd like to write to us, if you want to share your dating experience, please do. Our email is momstuff at howstuffbrooks.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast and on Instagram at stuff i never told you. Thanks as always to our producer, Andrew Howard. Thank you, Andrew. And thanks to you. For Yay! <laughs>